Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Reign, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned. We're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Welcome everybody to another week here at Let Freedom Reign podcast. Our guests this week are the folks from Collective West, a company that develops marketing, media, and content with a focus on Western industry brands. Whether you're a small business or a seven-figure corporation, Justin Bowe and Caitlin discuss their scalable approach to help develop honest and authentic content through brand relationships. Now, should you find the content of this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Additionally, your five-star ratings and reviews on the podcast platform of your choice would mean the world to us. You can find us on both Facebook and Instagram under Let Freedom Reign Podcast. We hate to keep y'all waiting any longer. Here is our conversation with Justin, Bo, and Caitlin of Collective West. Going into 2020, we've been, you know, focusing on creating more relationships with brands and uh, the people that we've already been connecting with. And we want to take this thing even further to where we're going to be doing a lot of um, more sessions on the porch, which is basically... Uh, live music sets that are taking over our Instagram stories and, and IG videos and connecting more with country artists and really kind of just diving into every aspect that represents a Western lifestyle from things like this podcast to doing more creative content with individuals. We're bringing on more photographers and videographers. So there's just some really exciting stuff that's being developed. Um, I don't know if Kate or Justin, if you want to touch on that at all. Well, I think the silver lining to this whole quarantine COVID-19 disaster as a small business owner myself is we've had to use a lot of creative destruction and get creative so that we can keep reaching our customers. And I think Collective West is is mirroring that. You know, we're going above and beyond just photography. We're branching out into videography, storytelling. We're looping in artists for our sessions on the porch. We're connecting multiple brands with each other so that they can work together. You know, we're all in this together and we all want to support business small and large. Yeah, it's been incredible to watch how a lot of these businesses, and I kind of see it from the horse and, and cattle side of things, you have to keep the momentum alive, right? And a lot of that is going to this online-based content, whether it be online tutorials, online lessons, online auctions. I mean, all of those things existed pre-quarantine, but now there's a lot more emphasis, a lot more creativity. Uh, and I think it's it's a great piece of media to kind of patch over this quarantine phase of our lives and uh, we'll be able to hit the ground running once we get out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the coolest thing I've seen throughout this thing is yeah, watching brands like really deep dig deep into who they are and what they want to bring out. And yeah, they just have to, you know, adapt. And it's, I've seen actually more positive than negative, like brands like excited about, you know, they have a, they have a problem, they create a solution and they just get so excited about it. And, yeah. You know, yeah. and it, it just shows a lot of passion and I get pretty excited about that. And in some way it's almost shown people that there's, there's more to what they do than what they originally thought. Right. You look at so many of these major brands that are in manufacturing and now they're starting to manufacture masks and things of that sort that are in demand right now. It's, it's forcing people to, to show their skill set and, and people are actually starting to realize they're, they're more of an asset than just a pair of jeans or whatever they produce, you know, typically. Well, and I think, yeah. I think they're also leading with, with their why and really realizing that they have to dig deep and share their own personal brand story because they're competing 
you know, with limited dollars, there's a yeah, lot of people that are out of absolutely. work. <laughs> and so I think brands are having to storytell more frequently than not to reach people's hearts, to yeah. make people choose them. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So let's get introductions uh, uh, completed before we get too far into this conversation. We are here with a group from Collective West who focus on media content uh, creation for the outdoor and kind of Western industries. Uh, we have Bo, Justin, and Caitlin with us today. Bo, if you don't mind, let's start with a little bit of your history and kind of your place in Collective West, and then we'll move on to Justin and follow up with Caitlin after that. Sure, man. I, uh, so my background is... Uh... I was in fashion photography for a little over 10 years and did that professionally traveling between Paris, New York and Los Angeles. And, um, you know, really got kind of burned out on the industry. It was something that, uh, I was very passionate about taking photos of more like landscapes and, and documentary work with, you know, film photography and that took off. But after, you know, 10 years, I decided to take a step back and focus more on the fine art aspect. Um, opened up a fine art business. Uh, it's a gallery in Laguna beach, California. And then I actually met Kate and Celeste and the rest of our team. Um, and we started up this journey of Collective West. And so my role in it is a business partner alongside Celeste and also being the, the lead of basically creative directing. So any photography work or video work that usually is dealt with through clients or brands usually goes through me. And then I set up that whole um, conversation with our photographers and our team to really capture what it is that that brand is looking for, for what project or campaign they're working on. Good stuff. Good stuff. Justin, how about you, my friend? So I, uh, I got into the industry building content as well. Um, this was some started with some smaller brands and worked my way up, but, uh, just found my passion in helping brands, um, bring their life together, whether it's a start, uh, sorry, their dream together whether it's a startup or a big business, um, you know, running campaigns on a really cool idea or a big idea. And I think what, you know, with Collective West, why we, I was really excited to join the team. And when we put the team together was we reach out to brands because we are their customers and we live the lifestyle every day. And so with Collective West, you know, we really try to bring that to life. And that's my entire, you know, my whole goal with my career is, is being different, being real and organic. And so that's why I'm really excited about Collective West. Good stuff. And Caitlin, how about you? Thanks so much. Uh, well, sometimes I feel like the weak link because these guys have so much more experience <laughs> than I do in the media marketing world. So I honestly, I like to be the weakest link and learn from the people around me. Um, but I was most passionate to join Collective West because I feel like we know your customer, these brands, because we are your customer. You know, I won't wear or post anything that I don't stand behind 100%. I love everything that the West stands for. I moved to Arizona a few years to start my own business. And there's just something about the Western lifestyle that I'm passionate about preserving, especially for us, the Western women. And I also love to champion my rescue horses and our lifestyle, because I think we are a dying breed in the West. And the brands that champion us, we have to do the same and champion them in return. Yeah, I think with a lot of this, in my experience in working with different companies, and obviously I get to interview people on a deeper level than what they're seeing in a magazine or a billboard and advertisement and things of that sort, is it? There's some phenomenal people in this industry, right? And getting to understand what makes their heart beat is, is really the passion, where the passion lies. And I think with Collective West, and we'll get into this in greater detail as, a, as the show progresses, with Collective West, you talk about kind of blending the 
consumer and creative direction side, right? And making more sense of it because historically, as I've interviewed many people that have worked in Hollywood with horses and things of that sort, stunt doubles, there's almost this unrealistic expectation of what Hollywood wants or what a marketing team would want and then what actually needs to take place to get that done either with the horse or with the brand or the product, you know? And and you yep. guys know the industry better than I do, but I think a lot of that gap has has shown consistencies in the marketing world, right? You bring in a marketing team, they come in, they do their photo shoot, they project this image. I mean, how many times have you seen any number of advertisements in the Western industry and a model's got her cowboy hat on backwards, right? Top coffee. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, and when you talk yeah, about you, you being Collective West and the models that are represented and the content creators being consumers of the market, I think you create an amazing opportunity to have have advertisement, marketing, and content that is far more genuine than generations past. We have a team member named Spencer, and we talk about this all the time, but he was on a shoot one time, and he had, you know, they had brought some models out, and he was, like, the only one that knew how to even, like, row a canoe. And so we, you know, we that inspires us. Like, we want, we, we all feel like we're daughters and sons of the West, and, like, yeah. the West grew, you know, made who we are as people, and men and women. And so we really try to show that through our creative, um, creative campaigns. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, the bottom line is if you're hiring talent or models that don't know how to do some of these things, it's dipping into your budget because you're spending more time shooting, uh, more time ca- calling in consultants to help teach these models how to do it. You know, we've, we've provided yep. rescue horses for a few shoots and it's taken an entire day because we're showing them how to hold the reins mm-hmm. and they're wonderful people, but mm-hmm. You know, we would be passionate about getting talented, beautiful people inside and out from the West to actually, you know, demonstrate the quality of the product. Yeah. And I think I didn't even think about it from a financial standpoint, right? Like you just talked about wasting time on, on getting somebody to sit in a saddle correctly. But uh, for me, it's a it's a huge credibility issue or I would see it as a credibility issue, right? You spend all this time and money on this campaign and then whatever that photo captured or whatever that video captured, everything's wrong. Well, everybody that you're marketing to in that industry is going to call you to the carpet on it. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things, like you just said, to touch on a little bit more from what Justin and Kate said, is it's kind of like, um, from my experience in that fashion industry, even with some of the shoots and sets that I did were that were more Western themed. I mean, you have these, you know, beautiful people out there that might be models or with agencies. They do a, a fantastic job. But sometimes, you know, for people that actually practice and live the Western lifestyle that are consumers of, you know, brands, you know, of jeans or of bridles or saddles. And then they see all this stuff that's kind of positioned the wrong way. I almost feel like it makes them not want to buy into that company because they see that they're kind of straying away from their true side. So we're obviously just bridging that gap. No, I think it's, it's, it's much deserved. It's well needed. I think it's incredible that you guys can draw the talent and the credibility out of the Western, the Western way of life, right? The Western pool of people to choose from. Absolutely. Good stuff. So let's get into, and anybody can pick this pick this question up. Let's get into what Collective West specifically has to offer, and the different uh, the different mediums that you guys help brands in bridging their gaps and getting their names out there. That sounds like a good question for the boys. Hey now. <laughs> so our main pride and focus is obviously we're kind of like a media hub, so we're a one stop shop for brands to come to. You know, from my experience is that. Brands usually will outsource and they will find a photographer or they'll find, you know, uh, a director or a DP 
to do a video shoot for them. And then they'll also maybe go to a modeling agency or a talent agency and scout the talent. And they'll put all that together. But then they also got to hire, you know, a bunch of other assistants, um, lighting staff, all kinds of stuff. They go into that. And we wanted to be a one-stop shop to where we say, hey, you know what? We have this project idea in mind um, for whatever case may be, maybe spring, summer campaign coming up. We want to use this talent because we believe highly that they'll demonstrate this product properly. And they'll also cater to every type of consumer that you're reaching out to for this product. And so it's kind of cool because we'll just set up a big package deal for them. So our main focus right now is more, you know, video content and photography and working with those talents for each brand. And we also do things on the side, like I said, like these podcasts, we're going to be focusing a lot more heavily on working with country and, you know, folk and, and just music artists that are more kind of, essential to that Western lifestyle, but fit into that box perfectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know we want to start doing more of these, you know, live sessions on the porch and take it from not just Instagram live videos, but take it to even further to where maybe we get a video team to go to their studio and we film them doing like in a little acoustic set. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. it's, I think for me, how heavily influenced I am with music, it's great to see, you know, your favorite artists maybe do like an acoustic set that you've never seen before. And it's, you know, all within our channel. And, you know, right now we're rebranding the whole website and everything like that. So we want to get everything going even further within all the the media aspects. And I hope that sounds right to you, Kate and Justin. Yeah, I just I just add to that. Um, You know, we we want to I think as an agency, um, what we're about is, like Bo said, is really digging deep into the brand, their brand and figure out their messaging and figure out what they're about. And and then we are like, we're a place where they can come and then they just hand it off. They don't have to worry about anything. They can get focused on their business, what they're trying to do as individuals and their team. And then our team can handle on creating what's on brand for them, creating the photos, the, you know, whatever campaign we're building. And then also, uh, you know, finding, we have the resources to find those stories that really bring brands to life. Like I know a, a friend of mine that's in Montana that, uh, does uh, he hauls materials down for the national forest down in Montana where you can't get vehicles down, um, down, out, down into the Montana canyons. And he, he does it by with mules. He gets all supplies down there. And it's just an amazing story as a, as him, as a person, his name's Trepper and just brand, you know, brands can really attach to that and build a story and build, you know, a vision for their customers that just get really, you know, gets them really excited about being loyal to them and, um, so I think collective offers that as well as just resources and, and ways to bring, uh, branding alive. Yeah. Caitlin, do you have anything to add before I make a point here? No, I think I just, I like to picture these guys as Don Draper and chaps. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make all of your marketing dreams come true. In a uh, one it's a, uh, what I like bo- most about what you're describing. And it's definitely a mission here at let freedom rain podcast is, I often tell people, right, if future guests and stuff, when we're having conversations about how we're going to, how we're going to put an episode together, I, I tell people, if, if I wanted consumers and listeners to know what you've done, like they can go Google all that stuff, right? Cause a lot of this stuff has been documented in, in different media pages. But what we really focus on here at this show is what makes you, what goes into your decision making process? What goes into your history? What formulates the perspective that you have going into any different challenge that you're faced with in life? And what I like most about what we've discussed 
in previous conversation is you talk you talk about bridging that gap between brands, right? Getting brands married together that are on a common goal or a common mission or that have mutually beneficial content. And in doing that, these brands are able to get to know each other greater than just seeing them at a trade show or maybe flipping through a magazine and seeing opposing companies' uh, content. And it's funny how, I mean, we're all over the country right now on this phone call, right? But yeah, it's funny to see how how so much alike a lot of us are. I was just going to say it really is a beautiful thing how we're all coming together and especially working with the awesome brands and talents that we get to work with, you know, each day. And, um, you know, I'll kind of back up when Kate said she's a wink of slink. That's a lie. She uh, (laughs) holds us all together. And I'd say she has most of these connections. So like when brands are reaching out and they really want something truly authentic rather than setting up a fake set somewhere in the desert, you know, she has all kinds of connections for different horses and different ranches. So we can kind of really tailor a special experience and a truly authentic experience for each brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And I think, I think for all of us, the emphasis on the collective part of Collective West is, is what's most important. I've met some of my closest girlfriends through the Western world because at the end of the day, we all have the same values and we all want to communicate the same thing. And as long as we're not conflicting or competing brands, there's no reason we can't plug three or four different companies together, you know, that have different corners of the market to create a really awesome ad campaign that's a win-win-win for all of us. Yeah. I want to kind of discuss the process, right? So should somebody reach out to Collective West looking to create a campaign? What is the process in which this customer would go through as far as sitting down, creating an idea, laying it all out, all the way through to final production? I'd say um, to start with, I mean, our director of sales, Celeste, it's probably going to be going directly through her or it's going to be going through Justin with marketing. Um, It's then going to be handed towards me um, for creative direction. So essentially, you know, if we get a storyboard posted, we get an idea that's plotted the company agrees on it, it's then going to come over to me and we're going to find the talent that's going to work best within that project as far as whether it be photography, videography, um, and also the models that are going to be used for that or just the actual people that represent that story. And once all that's formulated, we come up with a schedule that has rates. It has a location set. And if we need a location scout, first and foremost, we'll do that. Then we actually, you know, we'll show up do the shoot, whether it be a one day, two day, a whole week, um, get all that done. And then we basically will come back and allow our teams and the people that we represent, our contracted photographers or videographers, allow them time to edit and get everything polished up to the client's liking. And then obviously everything is submitted by a certain time frame or a certain deadline that the client needs. Um, that's kind of a main thing. I don't know, Justin, if you want to touch on that at all, if there's anything further. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so whenever I'm approached by a brand, I usually, um, and I like to say, I, 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 I ask questions that dig really deep into why they started, you know, why they do what they do. Like ask those really personal questions. And I always say like, if we, if we end up both crying through the conversation, <laughs> then we're, then we're on. Yeah. Something. We did our job. <laughs> yeah. We did if you can so, make our cold dead hearts feel. We'll sign you on. Oh Yeah. <laughs> and that's so because we want to make it about the brand and we want to make sure we're staying on brand, whether it's like, you know, whatever the campaign is, is it the in-between moments or are we trying to do hero shots for your website? You know, we figure out the need and then, yeah, like Bo said, we, you know, he dives into the creative and okay, how can we bring this to life? And then again, we, once we get towards the end, we want, we want the customer like 
just so pumped and excited to get our content and just can't wait to see it, you know, where it's like, you know, they're that excited about what we're building. And um, so we like to make our, you know, a great experience and over deliver for our customers. So good stuff. Absolutely. Justin, I kind of want to focus more on each of your, your individual roles and kind of how you can help people better understand those processes and maybe helping raise the bar in their own businesses. So for you and kind of the sales and leads side of, of Collective West, what has your experience been? What are some kind of common challenges, common hurdles, and, and things that people can do to kind of clean up their businesses uh, as far as day-to-day operations go? Yeah, um, I, I like to, like I said, make sure what I was saying earlier about branding image, like making sure. So if a, if a customer reaches out to me, whether it's Instagram or um, a referral, we get a lot of referrals, uh, you know, in our people that we worked with in the past. Um, and hopefully it's a good referral. Um, but they, we dig deep down to, into why they're doing it. We make sure their branding's aligned because if it's all over the place, it's really hard to target a, you know, their audience and their customers. Um, so I try to try to go into that um, and just figure out like what their needs are, what are their pain points? Um, you know, there's, it's different in every corporation. Uh, and what I've seen is like, especially startups, you know, someone gets a brand and starts getting attention. Well, that one person or team of three, they get very overwhelmed. And then, and then the team starts doing things that are, are not in their strong suit, right? And so their business almost kind of starts dropping because they're so distracted with different things and they're so as a as an individual and as collective West, like I like to show them, okay, what are your you know, I ask them, what are your pain points? What do you what do you like doing? What what don't you like doing? And then I kind of go in and say, okay, well, so you can focus on what you like doing. Let us handle, you know, these things because we're really good at them and we can handle it so you can focus on what you love. And then because if you start doing stuff you hate your brand, your, you know, your brand really struggles and your yeah, team really struggles. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about, it's all about culture. And if your culture dies, like it's really hard to keep your team on track. And so we try to help that like, so they can focus on what they're good at. We focus on what we're good at. And once we come, once we make that personal connection, you know, we become friends and we become like a, a team, right? It's not, it's not like, I don't like business relationships. I like partnerships yeah. and I like friendships. So I really try to show that through my sales. Like, and I really do come from a good place. You know, sometimes I get a lot of people like, Oh, you're just pitching me. But we really, as a team, like, and that's why I love collective West, like Caitlin and Bo and, and Celeste and Spencer um, and Ryan. And we, we just, we love this industry. Like we, this is what raised us and we have such passion in it and what, whatever we can do to help. It's like, it's real. You know, there's a lot of times where I've just done it for free because I want to, I want to yeah, help. Yeah, um, Absolutely. But at the same time, like we also have, we got to make livings for our families and stuff as well. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the approach I try to go make it real, make it very, uh, you know, partnership rather than business related. And then we just get to work and we work hard at what we do. Yeah, I think one challenge in the in the sales side of things, right, especially when you start to talk about partnerships and friendships is there's always that hurdle of somebody's looking for a favor or looking for the family or friends discount, right? And uh, I'm a mm-hmm. firm believer of business is business, you know, like man hours cost money. That's just what it is. Right. And they need to, they need to be paid at a fair rate. Uh, however, I do believe like you talked about developing that partnership and getting to understand each other on a deeper level provides for far more valuable content down the road. And I think 
It's something which brands can build on and momentum grows at a far greater rate than if it's just the black and white deal of, hey, produce some content for me and I'm going to pay you for it. Yeah, we, I, we, we really try Collective West to yeah, make it, we, you know, return on investment as well. Like we don't want to, we really focus on not give, just delivering stuff that won't sell and won't work for the brand, whether it's like a, you know, me, we're doing content for media spend, for ads, um, you know, it's very high. We, we consider ourselves a very high premium agency yeah. and that's what we deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Bo, I want to move on now to kind of the creative director, creative direction side of things. I would imagine for you, in my uneducated opinion, uh, oftentimes <laughs> clients are on maybe polar ends of the spectrum, right? Where they just give you free will to create what you want, which is not maybe quite enough direction, or they're so over involved in micromanaging the creative content uh, that it, they're almost in the way. So, for you, what are you expecting out of a client? What are you? What answers should they provide to you to give you that balanced direction in creating content so you guys get to a viable product at the end of the road? Oh man, that's uh, that's the fun part because I love the negotiation part of it. Because <laughs> the dance. You, oh man, it's fun at times because sometimes you work with AAA uh, brands that already have an idea and a vision. And you can't stray from that. Yeah, you know, they're hiring yeah. you. They're, they're hiring you because they trust you and they, they trust us. And, you know, they say, Hey, you know, we know that you're the creative director and we're going through you and we're going through this talent that's part of your agency or this photographer. And, uh, we love, you know, his or her style and this is our vision and this is our story. So then it's almost like I have to reach out to that person and say, Hey, story's already been formed, you know, but this is what you're going to be shooting. So that's, we can kind of work with both sides, but if I'm being completely honest, I mean, I really love the creative freedom to, yeah. to actually yeah. sit down with that client, whether they're AAA or they're just coming into the industry and really be like, what is it that you want? And here's kind of what I'm thinking. And how can we bridge that? How can we come together? So we're both happy and we're both leaving feeling super satisfied. Everyone's excited to shoot it. Um, and from my experience on the other end of things from actually being the photographer and behind the lens, it's really tough sometimes when you have a job that's pitched you and they've already got a vision, but somehow psychologically you've already created this like scenario or this storyboard of how you envision it happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a little devastating. Sometimes you can work through it, but I just feel like to touch on what Justin said, when you're really creating what you love and you're happy about what you're creating, you're going to show much more effort in it. And I think that really is a psychological thing. Yeah. So with me, I personally love this position because I get to work directly with the brands and create these really awesome, unique stories that are also very challenging to myself because when you're coming to a brand or they're coming to you and they're relying, okay, well, what do you have? What kind of story? You really got to create something unique. Yeah. You know, everything yeah. has been shot nowadays. Yeah. And, um, you know, to not go too much further into it, but, you know, when you see like models that are kind of doing the same thing in the industry, I just feel like every company that I really see there, it's kind of like a trend that, that is going on and everything is always trending, but you see a lot of these shoots that just look the same. And I think our main focus is to really break away from that, to produce something much more high quality, much more genuine, create a story that actually tells much more of like a heartfelt and relatable um, message to not only us and to the brand, but to, more importantly, their clients and the people that are wearing or purchasing that product. And I think you hit, hit the nail on the head with the relatable content, right? I definitely see your position being very challenging 
because you have these clients coming to you, right? And they're holding their brand near and dear to their heart. And I'm sure they do have a vision, but yep. I, I feel from a leadership standpoint, and there's a whole different conversation for another day. If you have an expertise, if you have an expertise or you have somebody on your team that specializes in any given focus or discipline, get out of their way and trust that they can do their thing. There's Absolutely. a, there's a reason you're hired. If they could have got it done on their own, then go do it on your own, right? When you're asking for somebody's help, and this is what this is what frustrates me most when you work with individuals or you go to these clinics and things of that sort, people will pay very, very good money to ride with any number of clinicians, or they will travel thousands and thousands of miles to do so. They will ask a question to that clinician for help and then interject and start answering their own question. If you're going to travel that far and pay that much money to understand and learn somebody's expertise, why don't you just get out of their way and let them do it? Let them help you, right? Let them give their direction or their focus or their education. Absolutely. And it, uh, it, it does happen too. It's, um, oh, absolutely. You know, it from, happens from, from clients with, you know, let's say a budget of only two to 3000 up to about upwards of, you know, you get close to 70, 80,000 for huge campaigns or you got, you know, 10 hands on deck and you got people running around and you got multiple days of shooting for these big campaigns um, they're all fun and in, in all retrospect. Um, and I, I don't really ever take things personally. I always let people kind of, they want to be there to micromanage or they want things to be perfect. I'm obviously there to help them. And I want to make sure that the shoot goes perfectly. You know, obviously they're investing their time and money, but it is great to have that yeah. a little bit of that freedom to where yeah. we can really all come together and create a unique story. And not to go down a rabbit hole, but I think a lot of that micromanaging comes from insecurity. You know, I, yeah, I would agree. The best advice I ever received when I was starting my business, and it sounds counterintuitive, but it was quit and get rich. And I thought, that doesn't make any sense. I'm a small <laughs> None business whatsoever. Owner. None whatsoever. But when you really peel back the layers like the onion and Shrek, you realize I cannot do everything and my yeah. time is money too. Yeah. So yeah. delegating the things that are not my comparative advantage is to my advantage and the success of my business relies on that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely, we come from a perspective though, you know, like to touch on both Caitlin and Bo, like we, we understand like, you know, like Bo said, some of these campaigns can be up to $80,000. That's, and you know, and sometimes, you know, I've been a part of projects. Yeah. And I, I've been part of projects where the customer has already spent $80,000 and oh, then God. it still didn't work. And then they're cut, you know, they're coming for more help. And so we're coming in already to a lose, lose situation. Right. Yeah. And and so we're trying to like, you know, convince them like, you know, it's going to be different. You know, we're professional. We stay on task. We're organized, you know, and it's, you know, it's hard to like, and they're ner So they're nervous. So it even makes it worse, you know, okay. Additional eight, you know, whatever the number is, 3000 additional, whatever. And they're just really pat, you know, they're deep into it. They're, you know, they've got this huge investment. It hasn't worked out so far. And so, you know, that's, what's great about our team. Like, you know, we try to make them feel comfortable and be respectful of the position that they're in and, and then really make sure that we deliver and not so they don't have to go to somebody else. Right. And so. Absolutely. And you can't fault them for the way they feel. Right. They've just been told that $80,000 or get the job done and it fell on its face. Right. Yeah. And yep. it's, it's, it's scary. And yeah, I feel yeah. terrible for brands that go through that, but yeah. Absolutely. We, we want to get it right the first time. We want you to get the most bang for your buck that you can. And for all the small brands and makers out there, we're here for you too. There's something for everyone, whatever your budget may be. You know, I, it warms my heart when small businesses and boutiques reach out to me because I've been there five years ago and I know that you're pouring your blood, sweat and tears into it. And at Collective West, we would love to work with you to share your story as well. 
I think you make a great point, Caitlin, and and Justin talked about it earlier in the episode, is that getting to know the client on a deeper level, and I mean on a deep level, and truly understanding the why, because so oftentimes amidst the hustle of being a small business owner and doing everything, uh, you lose the direction, you lose the focus on why, and now it's just a matter of keeping up with the Joneses, right? Absolutely. And, and sometimes you need an agency such as Collective West or individuals such as the folks that you are to kind of reset that button, right? What are we really trying to accomplish here? What What is the fire that burns in your heart that keeps you taking one stride in front of the other day in and day out? And let's sell that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the first thing when, when makers or boutiques or brands reach out to me, and it, it's cheesy because I'm the last person to post motivational quotes on my Instagram. <laughs> that makes me cringe. But the first thing I tell them is you need to order on, on you know, actually go to your small bookstore right now and buy Simon Sinek's note, start with why. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. that golden circle, I, I got caught up in it. You know, when I started a trail ride company, I wanted to be the best trail ride company in the Phoenix metro area. But then I realized that's not my why. My why yeah. is rescuing horses, rehabbing them, and putting people, dudes, butts and saddles that have never ridden a horse before on these thrown away horses is my why. Yeah. And once I started leading with that, you know, as my thesis statement or, or whatever you want to call it, my business grew 300%. Yeah, that's incredible. People could see my heart and the why, and they chose me over my competition. You know, it was essentially like like putting shelter dogs together to make an Iditarod team. Yeah, yeah. I just had a conversation with a mentor of mine probably, oh gosh, a month ago, and it was just that. You need to be able to define your why in a few words. And if you can define your why in a few words and keep that the focus of every single step in the process and don't lose sight of that, watch what happens. And it's unbelievable the opportunities that have come up in the last three or four weeks, things that I never even dreamt of, right? But you focus on the why, you stay true to the why, you stay genuine in all of your approach, don't lose sight. Uh, it's incredible. It's incredible to see how fast the pace can can step up. Yeah, and I think I think uh, we we all love the challenge of working with huge brands, and it's a great accomplishment to deliver for them. But you know, the longer a brand has been around, and the bigger they are, and you know, the more followers, it's, it's harder for them to remember what the why is, yeah, you know, yeah. or it was a generational thing, five generations back. And, and some of us that are still grinding it out, it's, it's at the forefront of our mind and it's a little easier. I was just going to say, you know, you know, speaking to the small brand community, like what's so great about Collective West is Bo, Caitlin, me, Celeste, like all of us have started somewhere in this industry. Like yeah. we, we all yeah. have owned businesses we know we know what works, what doesn't. We have case studies and case studies, and and we 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 know what it takes to grow a business, or and also what it what will make a business fail. So it's really cool. Like, and that's what's so great about our group is we all understand business, and you know we have a creative perspective, but we also like know what it takes to get things done. Yeah, a, and the diversity yeah, just, of history I, and and firsthand experience. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Caitlin, I want to kind of move on to the marketing side and, and kind of your role at Collective West. And oftentimes, those of us in the Western world, are, like I said, we're really good at what we do, but we're not very good at telling everybody how good we are at what we do. Um, and I think there's a balance in all of that, right? Because you have to come from a level of humility and honesty. Um, but that being said, people aren't going to know who you are or what you do unless you open your mouth. So let's talk about kind of some of those pitfalls in the in the smaller business operation of marketing and kind of what your experience has been within the team of Collective West and developing marketing for a brand. Sure. Well, we already touched on it. Uh, I like to call myself the chief delegator because the rest of our team is so strong. It's, 
but strong leadership. I love, strong, <laughs> strong leadership. Yeah. But I genuinely love talking to the point of contact and finding out what what is your why? What is the story that you want the outside world to know about you and your brand? And yeah. at the end of the day, that should become your hashtag, your theme, the way your social media looks. That should drive absolutely everything. And then once we can figure that out, we're able to pull in Bo and Ryan, some other great photographers. We're able to pull in Justin. Okay, what direction do we want to go? Sometimes I call myself the pipe dream girl too. You know, what is it that you picture as best case scenario and how can we help you deliver that? Um, also, I've tried to do it all by myself. And I'm I'm here to tell you that no matter how hardworking you are, all of us in the West, we like to, you know, dirty fingernails, dirty hands. Yeah. We all love to work hard and try to do it all ourselves, but there's not enough hours in the day to do that. Um, I agree. So help us help us help you be successful and you'll exponentially see the results. Um you know, it's hard sometimes as a business owner to let that go. You know, every good review that we get on my business, I take that personally. Sometimes you have a customer who's unhappy and I had to learn to let that go too, because you can't make everyone happy. Yeah. So at the end, at the end of the day, you know, there's always going to be grumpy people out there, but at the end of the day, why do you wake up every day and how can we tell that story for you? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a perspective. One thing that I've struggled with, right. And you talk about hiring a, a content or media company the natural instinct is to view it as an expense, right? And when money is tight anyway, any expense, even if you talk about a few thousand dollars, could be could be a huge mountain for a small business to overcome, right? To be able to spend that money. But it's how do you change that perspective and think about that expense as an investment, right? Because right, investment a has a return, right? Investment has a return. Expense doesn't. So it's it's difficult to to see down that road. But like Justin talked about with everybody coming from various small business ventures, some successful, some not, it's kind of easier to help confide or place a little confidence in that, in that customer to show them that, Hey, yeah, you're going to come out of pocket on this, but this is what you're going to get down the road. And this is what the benefit is going to be on your return. Absolutely. And and we pride ourselves on building a friendship and relationship first, just like Justin said, you know, all the, all the brands that we work with, I've made, truly great friends and we're all here for each other and we're going to work through it together. And we know times are tough. I, I know that better than anyone right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we value your dollars and every product we get, every dollar we receive from you, we know your heart's behind it and we're going to treat your investment like it's our own. Yeah. That's awesome that you guys take that level of ownership on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've even, you know, to go off what Caitlin said, like sometimes I think we care more than the owner. <laughs> Like, and it's like, true you know, probably because you, you have a different lens that you're viewing it from, right? Yeah. Well, and to, and to your point, Jason, I think a lot of people in the Western world are so humble and modest that sometimes they don't even realize how great their product is. Yeah. And for us to be able to be your cheerleader and champion, it, just, it gets me going. It's and, incredible and it leverage. Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. And sometimes from the outside looking in, you see things that so many other people don't about yourself. So earlier in the episode, you guys talked about working with musicians and, and doing different media forms live and letting them, letting them play their music to the masses, right? Because we can't go to concerts now, so we're going to have to sit and watch it all on our phone. But I want to talk about some of the projects that you guys have completed. Let's talk about them in greater detail, and then we can maybe work through the progression of future projects you got going. And, and I will leave this open-ended for any of you to interject and, and answer. I think with uh, the music, you know, talking about musicians, we got uh, already lined up. We have next. We're trying to do this every Thursday, so anyone that's listening can tune in on Thursdays. Thursday, Thursday. Uh, 
Thursdays <laughs> at 8 p.m. Central Time, Texas Time. But uh, we we have Dolly next week, um, and then we have Ian Munsick, and Nick Shoulders, and Drew Dixon. All just it's just a sweet lineup. We're really excited for the next four weeks, um, and we're really like, you know, to talk about kind of this, you know, this collective West, what we're trying to do and what I love about patio uh, sessions on the patio is it's real. Like, it's just, there's something about that. It's so simple. It's very like, you know, it's just the, the musician playing guitar, everybody watching and, you know, everyone coming together as much as they can, but it's just very real and very organic. And yeah, I just love that kind of content. It's just very natural. Yeah. I think the acoustic sets too offer, I mean, you really get to see the musician, right? There's not all this grandiose production that goes into it. And I couldn't tell you how many times I've been to a concert and you hear a musician get up there and start singing and it's not quite what that studio album sounds like, you know, but some of these, some of these more talented, maybe even not as well known musicians, uh, what they record acoustically is the same thing that they're going to put together in a studio just because they are that talented. It's, it's impressive to sit down and watch the raw, the raw music come to life. Absolutely. And then, you know, we're looking forward on the music platform once life returns to normal, whatever that means, you know, being able to work with these artists that we've now built a relationship with to host live events, because we know that people and brands who are people at the end of the day are going to be itching to get off their couch, out of their house and see these guys in person again, too. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so so we love to always be ahead of the curve and be evolutionary and one step ahead so that we're delivering whatever it is that the market needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And with that, it's just a future project, I, I guess, that we're working on, too, uh, without dropping names. But, you know, we're trying to do collaborations as well, um, you know, with musicians, with big brands, like, you know, whether it's like hosting a concert at one of their uh, shops um, so people can come. And then, you know, having someone sponsor the venue, you know, drinks and food or what, what have you. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of that stuff, too, just to build community, build uh, reputation and and local community too as well. Absolutely. So as we get to the latter part of this episode, any one of you can step up. Let's talk about how people can follow Collective West, how people can get in contact with Collective West. But off air, we kind of made the point that that Collective West, although it's the name of a brand, right, and, and the Western way of life is a mentality, you guys are not bound geographically by the Western half of the U.S., right? You have reach beyond that. So let's talk about websites, social media, and then the reach and availability that you guys do have nationally? Well, Collective West, the the best way to reach us is probably through our Instagram because we're all plugged in on that and we're all scrolling and swiping and putting miles on those thumbs while we're stuck at home. Uh, (laughs) Our handle is (laughs) at Collective West Agency and we use the hashtag WeAreTheWest. You know, we live it, we breathe it. We hope that all of our clients do as well. Um, whatever your dreams are, we hope to make them come true, whether it's here in Arizona, out in California or on the East coast or somewhere in on the plains of Texas. I know that's Justin's love language. We will make it happen for you. We will find the right talent and we will get them there and deliver within your budget. Let's talk about kind of the small business side of things and right. Maybe, maybe these small startup companies that don't have these huge budgets, right? There's always the apprehension. There's always the uneasy feeling of, man, I'm going to spend potentially this few thousand dollars. Am I going to get a return? What separates Collective West or why Why would a, a company want to work with Collective West versus some of these other agencies? Because it is a big expense and, and it is the unknown for a lot of these small-time companies or, or companies stepping out for the first time creating content like this. 
and I know we've kind of touched on it throughout the show, but in summary, where where does the distinction take place with Collective West? I was going to say ego aside because we're the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> Done. And the, re- the, the, the reason the the reason for that is because we're all so passionate about what we do. There's not one of us that will slack in one area or the other. Um, you're working with a full team and a full staff of people that are like-minded mm-hmm. and share the same lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But it's also because I understand with smaller brands or even AAA for that matter that have their constant um, retainers with creatives that they're already working with, or maybe they haven't even worked with any creatives before and they're just getting started. I think naturally we're all create, we're all creatures of habit. And so we don't want to like lose money or we don't want to take that chance, but it's kind of like when you go to a new restaurant for the first time and let's say you and your significant other, you're going by yourself and you're like, I really want to try that place. I don't know if I'll like it, but I'll give it a shot. And you do try it. Maybe it's a little bit more money and you're like, damn, that was great. Like, I love that. Why did I, why didn't I try that before rather than just going to my usual staple place I go to? It's just getting out there and allowing, you know, more ideas to form from other avenues. And and we are that avenue and we, you know, we want people to trust in us and we have, you know, a ton of resources that we can reach out to. And I'd say to tap into how I said that we are the best at what we do is because we're working with some of the most talented individuals that live this lifestyle day in and day out. And we're not just working with people that are pretending to do that. Yeah, no, and it's true. And I I can speak on firsthand experience and working with Justin on a previous project, you know, uh, it was a relatively insignificant project, right? Not a lot of time, resources, or energy necessarily needed to go into it. Uh, but there was a very, very high level of care given to it on Justin's end, right? To make sure that, hey, I want to get this right. What's the meaning? What's the purpose? What's the focus? And and it was completed first take. Uh, there wasn't much of, of a hustle back and forth or I didn't like that or I wanted to change this. You know, the, the effort was put forward on the front end and the ease of the result on the back end was incredible because when it comes down to it, you're going to pay, right? You either pay now or you pay later. So I think Mm -hmm. you guys taking the care and taking the focus on the front end to get things right ensures continuity, ensures that, that a contract is fulfilled with any given client. Builds that trust. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know, we know that your brand and your small business is your baby because a lot of us have built our own businesses and our own brand outside of collective West and the other thing that, I, you know, the emphasis on collective, we don't just say that. It, that's really how we believe. And we can always try to pair you up in our Rolodex with a larger brand so that you can really get maximum exposure for your budget, even if you are a small brand. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible that you guys are almost building a network, right? So much. And I just had this conversation yesterday with an individual uh, who handles marketing sales for a, for a feed company that historically the Western the Western industry has not been so inclusive, right? If somebody's got a secret or, or a way they go about business, they're not necessarily inviting other people in with open arms, uh, yep. historically speaking on a general level, right? But to Correct. see to see a brand such as yourself, right? Open those doors, open those arms, start inviting people and in, start bridging those gaps and putting companies in contact with other companies, putting clients in contact with other clients. Uh, like you talked about, Caitlin, the reach, it's incredible. Hey, we might not necessarily have the answer, but this person will, or this company will, or, Hey, did we think about adding this feature to any given project to increase its efficiency, to increase its effectiveness? Absolutely. And, and I hear what you're saying. I hear the story that you want to tell. We don't have the talent on, on board right now for that vision, but let us get a hold of the right guy to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you guys are, 
expanding and going down that road because it truly is putting the client, the consumer first rather than like you talked about, right? Keeping things in house and, and, and the ego taking over and, and almost diluting the product. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and to finish off with that, you know, you see a lot of these things with like uh, music festivals, like Coachella, for instance, and you'll see people that are, you know, maybe in bathing suits and they're wearing cowboy hats. Um, and it's kind of like this like new modern kind of cowboy era that's coming about. And obviously for ranchers and people that are multi-generational, you know, farmers that live that lifestyle, it may be more of an offense to them, but we're trying to find a way to really bridge that gap and make sure that clients and companies are getting what they want. They're tapping into the new trends that are going on, but we're also paying respects by using the real people that live it. Day Absolutely. In and day out. Absolutely. It's incredible. Absolutely, Because your, your business and your brand is going and, and it's longevity is going to outlast the latest stagecoach trend or, yeah. you know, making yep. the flat great again. It's true. And, and that's why, I mean, we talk about it on a side note, right? But that's why, in my opinion, a cowboy hat is probably one of the most iconic pieces of clothing ever. Oh, yeah. Right? No matter where you go in the world, everybody knows exactly what it is. And uh, yes, there's many blood, sweat, and tears that have gone gone on underneath a cowboy hat. And it's more than just a fashion statement. And some people have varying levels of, of ownership of that. But it's true, right? It's on some level, you got to have respect for the hat itself and the story that it tells and, and it being worldly internationally known and a kenny chesney straw gas station hat isn't going to cut it <laughs> <laughs> no offense kenny amen yes yeah, so i was going to say there's varying levels of quality and we'll leave it at that good stuff so as we wrap every episode i like to um i like to sell legacy right and and i like to sell personal growth that's what we're about on this show so I'm going to ask questions and, and you guys can answer please individually uh, from your given perspectives within Collective West. But I frame the question around, right, in your personal or professional experience, right, what are some challenges or adversities that you have faced? What have you done to overcome them? And what advice would you give to an individual who might be walking down that same road or be coming up on that same experience or challenge that you experienced previously? So, Justin, if you want to lead the way and then we'll just go down the line to Bo and we'll wrap up with Caitlin. Yeah, I, you know, some challenges that I've, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I've got, you know, people that are listening, like think about something that's like been overwhelming, like a debt um, or something that's really brought you down. Like, and then when you get rid of that, like when you heart get work hard to you know, say it's a loan, let's use a loan, for example, you pay off that loan, that feeling of freedom. Right. Yeah. And I, I would challenge you challenge anybody that, cause I've seen this over and over with brands where, you know, they get to a point where they get, they get so busy, it don't, they almost give up because they're like, they can't either take the workload or maybe they're not getting the exposure that they thought. Um, my challenge would be like, don't give up, hire people. Um, that's why I think we take probably at Collective West, hire people that can help you get away from that feeling and have that relief of, you know, making their dreams come true. Cause there's nothing better than, um, you know, following your dreams and following something that you're passionate about. Um, and so that, that would be kind of my, my take is, you know, step away and, and ask for help. You know, it's, it's something that's really hard for some people to do and, uh, you know, take a lot of responsibility on themselves. But, you know, like the whole team's talked about, it's, it's such a relief when you have a team that, that loves you and that you have that friend friendship and that, you know, value you as a person and, and even a brand. Um, and helping them bring your dream come alive is just, is something really, really special. Yeah. It's a mutual investment. 
and we yep. can definitely help you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, Bo, in your experience, what is a challenge or adversity that you could you could offer some growth on? You know, I think outside of business, we're all individually growing, and I definitely have my own hardships. You know, I'm a human being. Obviously, we work with this company, but I've got my own personal stuff. And there's kind of a quote that I try and live by, as cheesy as it is. It's um, if you're green, you grow, and if you're ripe, you rot. Yeah. Simple and it's, enough. it's something that is it's something that's really stuck with me. And I try to really um, teach the people that I'm working with or if I get brands that, like I said, going back, that might have that, you know, they don't have much funds to work with or they may be iffy and, and the trust hasn't been built yet. You know, maybe they're expecting a huge turnaround after that first shoot. They're expecting their socials to grow exponentially or they're expecting, you know, sales to skyrocket. And at times that may happen, but I think that the general idea is that it's a long haul and it yeah. takes consistent hard work to get there. And as long as you are, are building something and you're investing into something that you truly believe in, whether it be us or it be another agency or it just be a independent contractor for that matter, it's stick with it and, and, and allow it to really come to fruition because it's not the things just came after that one and done type of thing. I think we'd all be millionaires right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You really have to focus in, in the, this is the approach that I take. You really have to focus on the process, right? And, and Absolutely. if you focus on the process and you stay in detail on the process, uh, the goals and the results will take place. But oftentimes people place so much emphasis on the result that they don't, they don't work hard in the day in and day out operations of it. And, and from there, you're just going to slow down, lose momentum, lose focus, lose drive. And, and usually things fall apart. And then the challenge, and I'm sure Kate will touch on this in her own manner after, but I'd say the challenge that we focus on, you know, as a brand and as a company is that, you know, we're also constantly growing and we're going through our own struggles here. But the great thing about it is that the biggest thing is just really, you know, bridging that gap and connecting with brands that, you know, that trust in us that maybe they want to follow a certain trend or they want to follow that modern cowboy era. And we're finding ways to make that happen with genuine people. Um, it can be a challenge, but I mean, I've seen us get it done time and time again, and each time it gets better and better, which is a great thing. And it's kind of cool for, you know, at least my position to take up the slack and create those unique stories and those unique opportunities to allow those things to, to form, you know, uh, what the client really is expecting. And it's also going to follow the current trend of, of today and also leading into the future from now. Yeah, it's incredible because there's a lot of factors that go into it, right? And I don't think the the common client would perceive or understand it. I mean, there's things that we talked about on this episode that I really wouldn't even give any consideration to uh, just because I don't have the experience. I don't have the knowledge. But for you guys to pick up that deficit, right, and develop it and build on it is a it's an advantageous process. Oh, truly. Good stuff, Caitlin. The floor is yours. Well, I would say for, for both small business and collective West, I always like to be the person with the least knowledge in the room and yeah, to never absolutely. stop learning. Um, the other thing that someone told me is, you know, would 16-year-old would you be proud of what you've accomplished? And that sort of drives me every day. And there will be plenty of naysayers, emphasis on the nay, pun intended, um, <laughs> who will say that you can't do something. And so I've really found the value in surrounding myself with people who aren't yes people. You know, challenge is good. But people who support you and your mission and believe in you. Um, You know, when I first started, I had two rescue horses and I thought, well, you know, I'll just guide and wrangle with with them because I had believed what other people would had said about, well, they're they're at the kill pen for a reason. They're at auction Mm -hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. They're in a local rescue for a reason. And that's just simply not true. You know, I put six year olds who have never been on a horse before on our all 
rescue herd. It's taken me four years, but we've rescued 65 horses and we are now entirely rescue. And at the end of the day, you know, me and my tribe did that. And yeah. the people who didn't believe it along the way, you don't need those people in your yeah. life. You know, in this Western world, there's so many amazing people that it's not worth getting bogged down with the negativity. Yeah. And I've lived that uh, in my own experience. You know, my the horse that I personally own, I was told upon purchase, you can't do this, that, and the other with it. And uh, those are many chapters removed now. I mean, you, if you pour into that horse, that horse can accomplish whatever they want to accomplish. And I think, and this is no knock to anybody that's owned this horse in its history, uh, but when you're narrow-minded and you don't want to take the time uh, and you don't want to make the investment, then you're right. You aren't going to accomplish that stuff. But when you really sit back and look at it and pour yourself into it, it, it doesn't take much to get out of that horse's way and, and watch those horses truly thrive. You know, a horse that's told, or, or been projected that it can accomplish A, B, C, and D, uh, give it a chance. Give it some time, seek the knowledge on your own, and it's incredible what the animal can become. They're far more intelligent and far more athletic than I think what we give them credit for. It's, it's absolutely true, and, and not to take away, there are some amazing clinicians and trainers out there. Absolutely. But what my horses have accomplished with trust in the second chance can sometimes surpass, you know, a $200,000 horse that sold it to the Cadillac Cowgirl Show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that means a lot to me. Yep. Yep. I just had a conversation yesterday about a $300,000 horse that you couldn't saddle up till it got in the arena because it would blow up. It was just cinchy, <laughs> cinchy, $300,000 horse. I bet you there's plenty of horses and, at your property, Caitlin, that you could throw a saddle on no, no matter when. And it stands just fine. We'll pick them up from summer pasture, throw a saddle on them and put a guest on them six months later. It's incredible. I mean, it's just, it's, it's cool. to me. Yep. I want to thank each and every one of you for jumping on this phone call. I know we've had our own challenges in, in getting three different guests from three different parts of the world on the on the line, but I think it all went well, and we're excited to see the growth of Collective West. It's refreshing to hear the investment and the genuine care in which you give each client and each project, and and we hope this is the beginning of a, of a lasting relationship. And if there's anything that we can do to support you and your cause here at Let Freedom Reign Podcast, you know you can reach out at any time. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you for friend. giving us the platform, Jason. Yeah, it was fun, Jason. Uh, we'll talk to you guys down the road and have a good one. Thank you. You too, sir. Hey, thanks for riding along with another episode of Let Freedom Reign podcast and being part of our freedom family. If you want to provide greater support of this show, visit patreon.com forward slash Let Freedom Reign podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Let Freedom Reign podcast. And Reign is spelled R-E-I-N. There you can provide a donation, and it costs less than the fancy cup of coffee you're probably holding, to help us produce free weekly content. For collaborations, to book us as a guest for your next event, or to make guest recommendations, email us at info.lfrpodcast at gmail.com. For the most up-to-date information on Let Freedom Reign, visit our Facebook and Instagram page at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Additionally, you can find us on Twitter at Let Freedom Reign underscore. We cannot thank you enough for being our most loyal listeners, and we'll see you on the next one.